All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. My name is Tommy Casabona. I'm your host. Just doing a little bit of a sound check today, but we'll get into some stuff. You know what I mean? We'll do a podcast. I know there are several, uh, call it requests or whether you're just kind of, these people that are annoyed. I get it. I totally understand. Like you get into a podcast, you start listening to it. And you kind of develop, a, I guess, what would you call it? Like an affinity for it? But I would say more of like a, just a, a, a being accustomed to hearing it. Then you got a fellow like me comes along. And, uh, you know, who knows when this guy's going to drop his uh, podcast. But here we are today. We'll talk some cruising. But like I said, I really just wanted to, you know, catch you guys up a little bit too on other things. But I know there's, I think I have a new breed of listener. A little bit of little, well, in the past iterations of, you know, last year or whatever, who really, you know, they want, they want the cruise stuff. They like the cruise stuff, maybe sprinkle in, sprinkle in a little bit of a uh, Tommyism, but you know, let's, let's keep the cruise stuff coming. And, and I'm happy to do that too, because again, that's why we're all here. That's what we're doing. Um, it has, uh, I feel like I'm in a confessional. It has been several weeks, dare I say months since my last cruise and uh none of us like that you know we don't like that i am kind of doing the whole stay focused on work thing uh you know try to uh again you know in the spirit of talking about you know making sure that uh, the income generating years are being fulfilled never gave that type of thing a thought just lived by the seat flew by the seat you know, just did my thing. But now, you know, you got to get a little serious and you got to make sure that there's a livable wage coming in that continues to come in. So that's why it's a little bit of a step away. But, you know, y- your boy does still continue to keep his ear close to the ground when it comes to all things cruising. I do uh, follow up and listen to the Sherry's, the Doug Parker's, the Tony's, the Matt Hodgeberg's, you know, and. Uh, you know, every, every, even even once in a while, I'll check in on old Emma. Or uh, or even, you know, the rooster. The rooster is doing mostly the live stuff, but you enjoy that when you can. And that's what we do here. Uh, I am set up with a studio now in my work office where I work, sitting next to. It's a little heartwarming to see, you know. I, I, this is the office that I started in, and I believe we're going to say late 2020 or mid-2020, halfway through 2020. I think that's what it was, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, because January 2020 was the Pirates and Pier Runners 1. So 2020, I started in this building right here in this office. Well, again, it goes if it goes way back before that because I grew up, went to high school. I could walk to my high school right now. Actually started in this building in this office in 2010 in another uh, with another concept with a company that was slightly or semi-affiliated with the company I'm with now. But either way, let's not go into that uh sitting in the office in 2020 when i came in and we opened this place as it is right now uh, i set up the office with a big giant picture of uh, a view a view of a couple of cruise ships from a top mount uh a paradise mountain paradise paradise point in saint thomas and uh i autographed it when i left and i believe that was 2022 and uh i'm happy that it's still up here so i am in the wake sitting in the shadow of a nice big cruise picture with my autograph on it, whether it was supposed to be a goodbye autograph, but here it is still. I'm returned. History repeating itself, thus giving uh, credence to the age-old adage. Uh, But here we are, and um, I set 
this studio up in this room. I am very, very happy and excited about the purchase that I made. This uh, road, road, uh, Roadcaster Pro. Um, yes, I did buy it used, and yes, I did buy the base model. But uh, it is uh, sort of what you might want to call the standard in mixers for podcasting nowadays, or at least you know whatever version you have of it. I know there's um, Roadcaster Two, whatever this is, this and that. But yeah, just basically, this is a glorified sound check. But we are gonna, as I mentioned, forty five times already, repetitive, repetitive. That I'm going to um, talk a little cruising. Big shout out to Joe, just out exploring. I saw, I recorded a Patreon last night. So if you heard the Patreon, you may find this a little bit repetitive. Some of the stuff is repetitive. I will. I'll go off and I'll repeat. This is what it is. I was going to basically, to feed the cones, give you guys a, um, uh, uh, I was going to make that one live. I was going to make that Patreon episode that I did last night live for you guys but um this audio wasn't great the yeti was acting up the yeti wasn't yetying last night so that's where we ended up but let's talk all right so um recorded the patreon touched on a couple of things i guess the three points i made majorly touched on was um the fact that uh what was it? Oh, I reacted to a couple of videos. Sharon at Sea put a video out of beaches in St. Thomas. And then Jay from the Ship Life put a video out um, regarding Carnival's drink packages. And then I kind of went on my own little thing and made a little bit of a reaction to Royal Caribbean's debut of Utopia of the Seas. And um, an issue that I had with that debut. But then I'm sitting there right after I finish... You know, I sit on the proverbial throne, the porcelain throne. Not that you need to hear that, yet here we are, you having had heard that. Uh, and uh, I start scrolling TikToks, and I see Joe just out exploring Joe. Check him out. Great guy, great channel, uh, great travel agent. Um, and he starts talking about Utopia of the Seas, and it was the same freaking point that I was making just a couple of minutes ago on my Patreon, and I'm like, well, dang, if Joe didn't just go in there and, you know, wreak havoc on the TikTok world, and but it just shows, you know what I mean? We're allowed to have the same thought. There's no problem with that. It was just a little ironic, and I, I was like a little surprised, and it was just like, I just freaking said this. Just said it. And, and basically, the, 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 the overall point was the same, and for the most part, the reason was the same. We'll get into that. All right, let's start with um shout out to Sharon at Sea. Shout out to everybody over at Sharon at Sea. Sharon herself and Jamie. Jamie is um, you know, Jamie's the Jamie's the man. And when he does his content, whether it's ship tours, whether it's lives, whether it's just any type of video, it's always kind of must-watch cruising. He seems to really have uh, an, an affinity for the camera, does a great job with it, and he's talented at it, And which is, is what it is. If you're good at what you do, you should like to do it, and you should want to do it very, very often. Uh, Sharon, who is definitely on the travel agent side of things, doesn't always come out for the on-camera solo videos, unless I'm missing something, because yes, I do try to keep in touch with the content. I I do miss certain things, but I think 
uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie is a little bit more active on the front-facing, uh, let's call it just regular YouTube content side of it. But I will say the, re- the, the very reason I discovered Sheridan C is when I was um, scrolling through what to do in St. Martin. She came up and she hit, she hit us with about seven or eight, I don't know, ten things that were must-dos or very, very good options in St. Martin. I jumped all over that. And I was like, these are great. And I thought they were phenomenal. And I used them. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, this is a good channel to watch. Also saw a couple of things they did in St. Thomas previously. And I, I thought it was great. But, yeah, check that video out. If you want to check that out and pit pause on this, and uh, that's fine because maybe I'll talk about what's going to be a little bit on the video. And maybe, you know. So the thing is this, like, I, I, in the beauty of this whole thing is we can agree and we can disagree on certain things and still have and maintain the utmost respect for everybody. But, you know, she talked about the most overrated beach in St. Thomas. And I thought she was very crafty with how she said that because she named maybe five or six beaches on St. Thomas. And then she said, and then we're going to go to the most overrated beach. And, now, I think very often people will uh, confuse the word overrated with bad. Now, she did dive into the fact that she kind of officially said that maybe she doesn't recommend the beach or that there were other beach options that she would go to definitely over this place. So that's kind of saying, you know, it's it, it doesn't perform well. But the truth is, is that when you say something's overrated, you know, like I say, if you, if you think something is at a 10 and it comes in at a 7, but then you think something's at a 2 and it ends up being a 5, that 7 is still better than the 5. You know what I mean? And I'll say that. I'm going to say it. Like on St. Thomas, Megan's Bay Beach is, is, a, is, a, is a better beach than I would kind of say everything she mentioned now of course there's a subjectivity to this some some uh some people like beaches for certain reasons for example you know like a Lundquist beach in St. Thomas where it's very raw and there's not a lot going on and some people just have a passion for that not unlike older versus newer cruise ships you can't tell me you know what cruise ship is better it's what you're looking for so I think um what what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, I I it was it was just a video that was done very crap because there was a lot of info to, in it too. Like she mentioned Koki Beach and she dove in on Koki Beach a little bit and and what's good about Koki Beach? Now I think there's a lot of things that are good about Koki Beach and I do think that Koki Beach has uh, sprung forward in popularity. St. Thomas in general has just gotten a lot more popular. I think it was pretty popular. Then I think there was a lull in, in, in St. Thomas. And then I think it built up extremely. I, I, I Even before the pandemic, it was coming. And then the pandemic hit. Senior Frogs closed down. And then I feel like it is a bustling metropolis now. And I think that extrapolates out to Cokie Beach. Uh I think uh, Cokie Beach, when I went there, I think it was 2014, I believe. I was with my sister and my buddy Nick, my sister's boyfriend. 
we went out there and I had never seen water that clear before. I had I we 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 came upon a beach that was you know it had a, a one little bar I believe it was like a little rum shack or whatever it was I think you can get some maybe some food there but met a couple of drifters you know when you see a <laughs> when you see a white guy forty nine fifty years old um, <laughs> I shouldn't say any of this because I may one day end up. Uh, end up being there but i think this guy was in his like maybe he was maybe he was 49 i hate saying that because now i'm 49 you believe i'm 49 i I don't know how that happened hold on i dropped my phone probably cracked it Nope. fell on the backside but it's a little you know it's it's a comedic rush to judgment but he kind of walks over uh you know Looks like he could be from freaking Columbus, Ohio, in very short shorts, uh, no shirt on, and just very, very loquacious with everybody, talking to everybody, and you just want to say, sir, what's going on? And he's like, uh, yeah, I, I live here now. I am, um, I'm a native, and uh, he, there's just a, what, what's the word? There's like a um, uh, uh, an assumption that a lot of those types of people are on the run from something. And that's how they ended up on the island. But he was just very likely just a very nice guy. And, uh, you know, he was telling us where the rum shack was. And he was just kind of helping us out. Just giving that, you know, whatever he was doing. The native, the native, uh, the, the native uh, advice that he would give. And it was just a beautiful beach. Very... Uh, and I wouldn't say it was raw at all, but it wasn't crowded. Now you go to Koki Beach. This is a long way to say this. This is now you go to Koki Beach, and it is tons of people there. I mean, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of uh, the, the infrastructure got built up a little bit. I remember when I first started listening to Cruise Radio, way back in the day. One of the first episodes I've ever heard on uh, the Cruise News uh, came on, and then they were talking with Stuart Sheeran. And uh, they were talking about a murder that had happened at Koki Beach. And, you know, for the, for the longest time, I think even maybe still the area surrounding Koki Beach is not the nicest area. There definitely is some some issues there. And St. Thomas as a whole is not without a good amount of crime uh, in, in specifically murder. And, you know, I told you, you guys know I was friends with uh, Tara down there, the staffer from... Uh, the, the server from Senior Frogs, and we remained very close for years, and, and she would tell me, like, oh, you know, a friend lost his life. Now, I don't know, Tara, what are you doing? Are you in, are you, are you involved in the drug trade down there? Why, how do you have friends that are losing, losing you know, losing their lives? But, uh, you know, it was just a, a fairly common thing that would happen, and, you know, Cokie Beach, that area was kind of a little, had a little bit of notoriety to it. Uh, but it does seem way more built up, tourist friendly. Uh, you know, I had a disaster, Koki Beach. I, I want to go to St. Thomas and, and and stay sober just one time. I think that's a good idea because I love that freaking island. But it is always such a blur. It is. So, you know, we're out there. You know, I lost the phone in the ocean, fell off the jet ski, whatever happened. Uh, not the most responsible thing to have happened or do, but you know, again, 
here we are having had done that and uh i lost my shoe lost my flip-flops too flip-flops are gone but you know there's a gift shop there now so they they they, they have people there they have fixers there they have concierges there you know what i mean there's a lady who will walk up to you on the beach. She'll get you an umbrella, a ham sandwich, a banana daiquiri, and a pair of flip-flops all in the same bill. You know what I mean? She will have had to travel to maybe two or three different locations that are close by, but she is your one-stop shop. But she was cool. She was great. We got everything back. We didn't get the phone back. Uh, likely lost the job out of it, too. Lost, lost employment. Uh, but hey, we got that back too. Like the flip flop, we got the job back <laughs> just a couple of months later, uh, three, three, three or so months later, and uh, here we are sitting in the office. Um, but yeah, so my point is, is that I don't think I don't I, I disagree with the picture maybe that was painted of of Megan's Bay Beach because if some people want that, some people want to go up. To, to and find out that beach and find that beach that is celebrated in all the travel magazines because Megan's Bay Beach is definitely one of the places that for a very long time before it was molested by the tourists and you know maybe I shouldn't use that word but you know that's a word it's usually use that word molested when you're saying uh, unmolested means like um, you ever noticed that people say look oh that look at that beautiful field you know before it was unmolested by all the the rainwater or the the the, the, the football games on it. Oh, look at the beach! Before it was unmolested by all the trash and the. Th- I think you can say unmolested, but it doesn't work the other way, right? Really. Look at those boys out there molesting that beach. <laughs> I didn't freaking come on here. I we haven't talked in a while. I, we haven't had a conversation in a while. And and the last thing I meant to do is come on and be like a weirdo right away. I wanted to ease into it. But no, this is what's happening. We're here. This is, I guess, it's just what we do. But my point is, is that Megan's Bay Beach, very, very, uh, not so long ago, I, sh- I guess I should say, was a beautiful beach and it still is. It still has the same beautiful water. It still has the same like kind of like half moon uh, entry into the sea, the calm waters, the beauty, the mountainous view. Uh, It's the nicest beach beach on the island for a reason. It's the most popular beach on the island for a reason, you know? And I don't don't know. I'm not the guy who runs in and is so quick to just bash things that are overly popular. Sure, they get come I mean, Christmas time in Rockefeller Center and Times Square in New York City. Guys, I'm a New Yorker. You know it. You know that. And one of the more, you know, you, if you're in New York for five minutes, every freaking person from Idaho, Spokane, Washington, uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus getting a lot of love this episode, huh? Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Columbus. Uh, but uh, everybody who comes into New York and they've lived there for three months, that's the first thing they'll come at you. Oh, I hate Times Square. Oh, it's so touristy. Jerk off. You got here two months ago. I'm a native New Yorker. I like Times Square. I think it celebrates New York. It's a showcase piece for New York. And uh, you want to talk about Christmas time? That's, you know, Rockefeller Center slash uh, Times Square slash Herald Square. I just like it. You know, I like I like the populace. I like the fact that a lot of people and, and, and to me, that's a little bit of where I'm coming from when it comes to Megan's Bay. Yes. I, now, first of all, she's right. She was spot on. 
with Sapphire Beach and Secret Harbor. These are nice places. I mean, beautiful, beautiful places. Uh, you don't get, you know, what you don't get on St. Thomas's big, wide, wide stretches of beaches, you know, from, from the beginning of the sand to the shore. No, you just don't, but that's not what it is. Uh, it's just, it's just that those places are beautiful. Lundquist, stuff like that, you know, I don't need, I don't need to freaking go to these really ultra raw beaches. I don't, I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? Do you guys like an ultra out of nowhere remote beach? I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't have the urge to recreate the freaking cast, the scenes from Castaway, you know? I don't need to make friends with volleyballs and stuff like that. Like, let's just go to a nice beach with a little bit of infrastructure. And I have to say, like I did in the Patreon again, repetitive for hearing both, sorry. Uh, you got to, I know what you were saying. We got to put a little bit of respect on the banana daiquiri's name, okay? She... I guess we went to the bar. She went to the bar, and she was like, oh, can I get a margarita? And they said, no, you want a real drink? And then they gave us some banana frozen something. All right, you didn't want the banana daiquiri. I get it. Okay, that's fair. You wanted your margarita? And, yes, they are wrong for insinuating that you shouldn't, you know, steering you. If somebody comes to your bar or orders a drink, you give them the drink they want, no matter where you are, in any area code, on any Martin Luther. Uh which that's a Jay Z line. Sorry, um, the, the, but okay. The banana daiquiri is a is a very celebrated drink. Go to Mountaintop. You could see how many were sold. Absolutely delicious drink. So I get it. I'm just saying. Can we can we respect the banana daiquiri a little bit? That's all. That's all I'm asking for. But again. Watch the video, Sharon at Sea. It's again, it's always good. Sharon comes in when she comes in, she comes in with uh, she's not trying to hit you with any fluff, she's hitting you with some good, uh, usable, tangible information, well organized, points right after the other, well prepared. Uh, good video put together. I don't know if she's doing that or Jamie's doing that, but you know everything they do over there at Sharon at Sea is great. Even even the uh, cruises. You know, I was I was able to go on one of them. I was on the group cruise, the, the vloggers cruise. And I'll say this: I don't know if Jamie listens or not, but I will say this. And I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon or a, a complainer, but we were too easy. We went too easy on Norwegian Breakaway. Uh, for not being able to go to, uh, you, you can't hang your hat on certain things. Like if something breaks, something breaks, okay? Things break. I understand that. But under no circumstances should it have been an ex- accepted at all whatsoever for there not to be, uh, 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 we couldn't eat at Oshihan's that one night. Two o'clock in the morning, they just started yelling at us. No, you, there was no time we could wait. They told us it's closed. We have to clean the kitchen. This is a twenty-four hour place, sir. Well, we're closed right now. There's nothing we could do. Uh, please feel free to go to the cookie buffet that we laid out. Nicole, cookies. You couldn't even lay out burgers or sandwiches or something else. You know, as an apology because we we're on a cruise. We're out. We're drinking. We're having fun. You can't even give us a. You know, don't don't put 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 a couple of cookies out and tell us it's okay, and then be hard lined about it. Like we're like we're being picky. 
Dude, you got no venues open right now. If you had a burger joint two decks away, I'd go to it. You don't have any other decks. Don't come at me with we're closed for the evening. When Oshihans is a centerpiece for the ship, and it's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a ship calling card for a place that you can go get something to eat after you've done a night of drinking. And we basically, we, we gave them a little bit of a piece of our mind, but that was wrong. There should have been, um, you know, there should have been more done about that. We should have made more of a deal about that. Because they were like, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, you're not getting food. Yeah, there's no food. And there's no food anywhere else on the ship for you. You can't have food right now. You can't have food on your cruise right now that you paid thousands of dollars for. Tommy, you're being a, you're being a little hard. No, I'm not actually. I am very chill on cruises for the most part, uncharacteristically chill, and I am the guy that that, that you see roll with it. I roll until I'm not. For things that are that egregious, to for a thing like and like shout out to Beatrix when she got she got a little mad at me on the uh, the St. Thomas uh, bar crawl, the the mountaintop bar crawl. It's something that makes this thing like I I it, it, when you ask for something because it's a certain way because you've you, you, like so what makes these cruises good what makes these mountaintop bar crawls good is the vibe that you have with the people you're with a couple of drinks and the music without any of those things this thing is not anything i did not ask about anything you ha he had one job all i asked please 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 the one thing we don't want to play around with is the music. We want a good sound system. I don't care. I mean, the thing almost did break down. We almost did have to get out and push the thing while we going up the mountain peak. I didn't care about that. I didn't care about how much noise the thing made. If you were a half hour late, I wouldn't have cared. Anything. I don't care if the thing... I, just give me a good sound system and let... And, let, and then what happens? Ten minutes in, the sound system blows. And never returned, by the way. It never came back to normal. Uh, he had to remove all the bass. He had to turn the bass all the way down in order for it to continue. And then, yes, at that point, I was like, let's just roll with it. But when that music went out, that was not acceptable to me. That wasn't. I'm sorry. Uh, but it did happen. And I told Beatrix, and we had a little spat at the top of a hill. She's like, yeah, it happens. I'm like, no. Absolutely not. There's the there, there was one criteria I asked for. That's it. She's like, yeah, but just roll with it. So I'm like, yeah, you're not. You know, you, she she was not like um, necessarily connecting the dots with how important the music was to the overall vibe. And yes, thankfully we did get a little bit of music back on. But yeah, that, that was um, that was bothersome. That was that was troubling. And yes, on a cruise ship. When you've paid thousands of dollars for the experience and on a night like that night where you might go out and have a couple of drinks, it is not wrong for you to expect to be able to have somewhere on the ship where you can go and get a late night snack before bed. And that situation is Oshihans. And Oshihans was just, they just told us, sorry, you're dealing with it. We're cleaning the kitchen. Norwegian, unacceptable. Especially, you know, we're not going to get into the nickel and diming. Sorry. 
All right. But all, all in all, great video by Sharon and C. Then the next video I watched was uh, um, uh, the ship, the the ship life. Um, Jay from the ship life. He made a video about the carnival drink package, and he was very, very blunt. Listen, when people make YouTube videos and they do clicky thumbnails and clicky captions, that you gotta stand, you gotta kind of stand by it, and that's what he said. And, I, and I'm only repeating it because Jay is another one that is impeccable. Look at him. I mean, he's through the roof with subscribership. Ultra, ultra popular. Up there in rarefied air. Up with the likes of Tony and Emma and Don. All the way up there as far as YouTube goes. And uh, he does a good job. But he talks about the Carnival Drink Package. And his overall argument, amongst other things, was you know, why it's the worst drink package at sea. He was trying to say basically that this is a scenario where if you put a limit of 15, not only is it wrong because the other cruise lines don't put a limit of 15, the problem with putting a limit of 15 on, on, in his opinion, is that people look at that as a target. So somebody who would otherwise only have drank 8 to 9 to 10 beers maybe, now they see this 15. Now, whether it's a bragging rights thing or whether it's an economic thing. Now, for me, I don't agree with that. I just think that, you know what? So I don't have a problem with the 15. The fact that I can be limited to 15 on Carnival, and you're talking to a fellow who likes a vodka soda with a lime in the night air on a cruise. Uh, the thing is, is that I would prefer to pay the pricing that Carnival charges for the drink package and be stuck at 15 and have to manage that than basically have to come out of pocket for like $1,700 a person for Royal Caribbean for you know them basically charging me for drinks I won't even have. I don't know. I, I, that's, that's where I'm at. And I think carnival with carnival, I think it's economics. You know, they tell you it's because we don't want belligerency. That's why we hold you to 15 buddy. If somebody's drinking 15 drinks, you, there's plenty of belligerency that can happen in 15 drinks. So don't, don't, uh, don't tell me it's that it's the way, you know, and I get it. It's to protect against waste as well. Not unlike why they started charging for room service, right? Because a lot of times, you know, if you're not, if there's no limit to what you can order, you'll order things just for the sake of ordering it. You know, if I go on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship and I want to order a vodka soda, take that vodka soda, squeeze the lime into it, put the sip stick in, stir it up a little bit, take a leisurely walk over to the side of the uh, cruise ship and dump it over the railing and come back and order another one. I can do that. I can do it as many times as I want, so long as I don't get caught dumping things over, right? And we can. There's ways to pull that off, but uh, not. We're not. We're not recommending that you do that. We're not supporting that type of behavior. But I will say that uh, you know that that's that's why you pay so much because you can try fifteen drinks, not like any of them, and they have to keep bringing you drinks. Carnival. You got a 15-drink limit. Yes, I'm sure that there's some sort of a, a, I don't know, maybe a concession given for if you get a drink, take one sip, you don't like it, they make you another one as long as you haven't consumed the beverage. Hey, maybe we may have discovered a workaround. Take a nice big chug. Find the right bartender with the compromised morals. 
take a nice big chug, say, hey, I didn't really like this one. Well, I just drank one sip. Well, that's a sip for me. You know, that's a big sip. But yeah, that's 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 a sip for me. I just drank one sip, but I didn't like it. You can kind of get around. Uh, I don't know. Are they going to shut you down? As a customer, you could say, hey, I only drank one sip of this. I didn't like it. Can I get another drink? We may have discovered a little bit of a workaround, but that would that's very tacky. I'm not telling you to do it. I wouldn't do it. Well, no, I wouldn't do it now. If I was 22, maybe I would have done it. I, maybe. But this is what life is. Life is about growing up, growing older, and seeing the error of your ways and improving and evolving as a person. So I wouldn't do that now, right? Uh, so, yes, I think that... I prefer the Carnival drink package because, I don't know, I don't have the prices in front of me, but the Norwegian, well, the Norwegian, yo, you got to do the free at sea, right? So the free at sea in Norwegian, you have to do it. They almost hustle you into doing it because what you'd be paying for the actual drink package is just obscene. So if you want to drink, get yourself the free at sea. But you're, you're also in the same scenario there. It's an unlimited scenario. And then... uh. Royal, obviously, is just a very, very expensive drink package, and you can drink as much as you want. My only real problem with the Carnival drink package is that it's not usable on the private islands. There's no reason that I got to go into my wallet at Half Moon K. There's no reason why I got to go into my wallet at Amber Cove. I wonder, you know, and then, of course, they're going to do the same thing at Celebration Key, which the Celebration Key, and notice I'm saying key, but we know why. We know because they're spelling it right. They're spelling it K-E-Y. I will say key if you freaking spell it key. This episode wasn't planned on being this weird, nor was it planned on being this um, confrontational either. But, again, here we are, having been so thus confrontational. Uh but, you know, this is what it is. Uh, so I do think that um, I, I do think Carnival's drink package, I don't mind it. Now, when I did my video a couple of years ago about workarounds for the drink package for Carnival, some of them worked, some of them didn't, some of them still stand today, some of them don't because they closed up the windows uh, and, and, and crossed the T's, dot the I's, shut it down. So some of it, so it's, a, it's not an evergreen video. I'm not saying it is, but some of the comments that I got in that video were like, you know, anybody, anybody who needs more than 15 drinks needs to seriously look at, look at, look at what kind of problem they have. They have to get it. And, and, and I get it. I'm not even mad at you for saying that. I'm not mad at you for saying that because like I said, on cruise ships too, uh, you, you can make that argument. The definition of what an alcoholic is is very different for for a lot of people. And uh, listen, I will uh, stand by the fact that probably I have, I drink way less than I used to drink. But when I'm on a cruise, I drink way more than any average person would. Uh, and it, it, it happens, and I've seen it happen. And you know who doesn't get the drink package? Who doesn't get the drink package on Carnival are some people who I would say, you know, I don't know. I think we all know those people who just can drink a lot of freaking beer, right? It's Coors Lights. 
It's Miller Lights. It's Bud Lights. Sometimes it's Budweiser. Sometimes whatever it is. But certain people can just bang them down all day long. And that's what they do when they're on vacation, when they're away, when they're on any type of getaway, when they're playing golf, whatever it is. They wake up and they start drinking and they don't stop drinking. And if that means they bang down 17 beers, sometimes 21, sometimes over a case of beer. It definitely, you, you, a lot of people are like, is this, this written? It's common. And I've met many a person on the cruise ship that will just say, listen, we don't get the drink package because we will not be limited to 15 beers in a day, especially on a vacation. When we're going to an island, then we're having dinner, maybe a mimosa for breakfast, then something, a little something after dinner at night. No, there's going to pool all day. That's where they get it done. Most of those, you have some good conversations with that fella from Columbus, Ohio, who's maybe about 65 years old. Maybe uh, I mean, he, can, he can put away a case of beer. So he's probably like 6'4", 270, a little bit of a beard, grayed over a little bit, seen some things, done some things, definitely spent some time in a union. You know, if you shake his hands, you're not going to get that smooth skin handshake that you like you'll get from me. You get like a man who's lifted some some blocks, some concrete blocks. He's got some stories, put in his time. Those are some of the best days you talk to that guy all day. And when that guy gets after it a little bit, that guy that guy's not apologizing for nothing. He's he's uh he's got it, but he's also got everybody laughing, you know that type of thing. Those people, they're not going to get the drink package, right? Nor should they. Excuse me. <clears throat> All right, so that's that. So that's the carnival drink package thing. The last thing I did want to speak about was this Royal Caribbean uh, utopia of the seas thing. Now, I've spoke about it already that I think it's crazy that a ship like this. Now, talk about the icon of the seas. That's the biggest and baddest ship out there. That has set the cruise world on its ear. Everybody's talking about it, moving and shaking. It's like, you know, it's the lead story in all the trades, the icon of the seas. But now you got this other thing coming out, the utopia of the seas. Oh, sort of like old news, right? Because the star of the seas is coming up next, and we already know well, there's news on that, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh it's a little bit under the radar. This cruise ship that's coming out is basically the sickest, biggest, baddest, most um, uh, mo mo most technologically advanced, most new, modern age, high-capacity cruise ship that there ever, ever has been built. The biggest thing on this planet that has ever moved people, except for one. The icon. But this one is coming out. It's a little under celebrated. Now, when it does come out, yes, of course. It'll they'll they'll ramp it all up. They'll ramp up the pomp and circumstance for it. But at as we speak right now, it's caught. It's it's a Oasis class ship. When it gets released, it will be the second craziest thing ever to be built on this planet from a crew standpoint, from a people moving standpoint. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be in the shadows. It's going to be in the shadows of the icon. And so much so to contribute to the fact 
that it's going to be in the shadows. The, the truth of the matter is, is that it's going to run three and four day sailings out of Orlando. The ink on the t-shirts will barely be even dry by the time these cruises are over. Like, what are we doing here? Like, are we really taking the sickest thing that's ever been put in a body of water? The biggest and best and brightest that the industry has to offer? This side of one other ship. And right before another one of that ship's sisters is released. So this is it. This is the thing. This is it. And you're going to tell me I can go on it for three days? What the hell are you going to see on Utopia of the Seas in three days? Do you realize how much money they're wasting? With all the entertainment and the stuff that can go on on that cruise ship? The different rooms, the jazz play, well, I don't know if they're still doing that, but all the different rooms of entertainment, the music hall, the strings group, they, they, it's going to be very bizarre. Now, I get it if you're going to do it to Oasis and Allure because, yes, I still think you have that same problem. You can't see those ships in three days, four days. But at least they're, okay, they're on the back end. They're, you know, these are ships that were built in 2009, 2011. I get that. But this is the second biggest and best thing that you have on the planet in a body of water. And you're going to tell me, okay, a couple of nights, wake up, you're out of here. That's just, wait, who's, I know they're smarter than me. I know that the people who decided to do that, I know they're smarter than me. I know that they, those decision makers, have. there's a reason behind it, maybe. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. But how can you take a cruise ship like that? Well, first of all, I mean, let's just not talk about Orlando. But yeah, okay, put it in Orlando. And then that's the other thing. You're in Orlando. You're you're a little further away. So you can't even sneak in a Cozumel. You can't do Orlando from Cozumel in four days, right? If I'm not mistaken, you can't. So you're basic. That's it. Nassau, Coco K. Nassau, Coco K. Nassau, I mean, that is going to be record, record numbers of people who stay on the ship in those ports. And I'll say this, darefully. If I was Nassau, I'd be pissed. You're taking this freaking monster to me on a three to four day cruise? And I'm not even going to get the benefit of it because all these people are going to stay on this ship because time is precious from this beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, monstrous cruise ship. People are not going to get off this ship to go to Nassau. Nassau, you're giving, a, you're giving up a big, beautiful berth for this ship that is going to have record numbers of people who stay on this cruise ship. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please give me any reason as to why they would decide to take this brand new cruise ship and make three and four night sailings out of Orlando on it. I mean, it may not even be worth getting the, 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 the family cruise t-shirts anymore. You can't even, you, you only get one wear out of them. That's all I got. A little bit of a sound check, guys. 
uh, a little bit of an extension of the Patreon. If you did hear the Patreon, you heard a lot of the similar stuff. But uh, I just wanted to see the equipment, try it out. New studio, the whole bit. You guys are the best. Boat drinks.